Hi, I'm Nathan Riley, the Holistic OBGYN. I knew that I wanted to change the maternity care model in the United States from early in residency training. I have now ventured out of the corporate medical space entirely to lend my support to this task. This podcast is a 501c3 and will feature important voices in the women's healthcare space, as well as present a more holistic approach to meeting the healthcare needs of women. If we want to see lasting structural change, then it's critical that we empower women to reclaim their vitality rather than merely treating their disease. We also need to support the reinstatement of the midwifery care model as the standard. Midwives, doulas, mothers, fathers, women, and witches, you have my support. Now on with the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Holistic OBGYN. I've got another great friend and guest here today, Angie Check. Um, Angie often needs very little, little introduction because she has her hands in so many honeypots. She's an incredible human, an incredible mom. Um, she's been a great friend and mentor and colleague to me, and I just love her so much. Angie, welcome to my show. Thank you, Nathan. It's great to be on your show. Is there anything you want to add? Like, how do you identify yourself if you're in an elevator with somebody? And then tell everybody how we know each other just briefly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I usually tell people I'm a holistic lifestyle coach. That's kind of my title I use now. That's kind of all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. I have a nutrition degree, uh, my bachelor's in biology. Um, but I also have some rare degrees, which is I went to shaman school. I have mm-hmm. um, degrees in energy medicine. So I do a little bit of everything. So subtle energy work as well as tangible energy work. And Mm -hmm. so holistic lifestyle coaching means I work with the whole body. So I look at the body and say, what's going on holistically? So not just, oh, you've got a problem with your your toe. What's going on? Well, it's connected to the ankle, which connected to the knee, which connected to the hip. And we'll go from there to see where it's really coming from. And so that's kind of my job is to figure out, um, you know, it's like I I love to say I'm a... what we call it, like a investigator, you know? So, you know, it's like, that's my job. It's like, where did it really come from with my little magnifying glass? And sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. And and how did we meet? Do you remember? (laughs) How could I forget Nathan? So Dr. Nathan is, was my doctor. What happened was my original doctor that I had been seeing for when I was pregnant went on vacation and he had told me so. He said, listen, Angie, I'm going to Greece. And so I won't be around. And I said, that's no problem because I had decided on a home birth. And so he cleared me to have a natural home birth. He says, you'll be fine. Um, We'll see you afterwards and I'll see the baby when you have the baby. I said, no problem. And then as fate happens, um, I had to go to the hospital because my blood pressure rised and my midwife was very concerned that I might have preeclampsia. And so as I was rushing to the hospital, I called the emergency number for my original doctor and Dr. Nathan Riley answers the phone. And I said, I don't know you, but... I need your help. And he was so quick to say yes. And so he says, no problem. Come to the hospital. I'll take care of you. So that's how we met in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh, done a pon- podcast together already with Paul Check, my husband, on his Living 4D podcast. And we talk about the entire episode, which probably was about an hour uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about the whole ordeal. But that's how I met him. So it was an amazing experience because I was really hesitant because not all doctors were like my other doctor. And not only was Dr. Nathan not like my other doctor, he was better than my other doctor. I always like felt like so much more connected to you. Um, mm. Not to say he was a bad doctor. I had a great doctor, but no, he's a great know, doctor. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, to find a holistic doctor, find someone has the same values as me was, you know, not normal. And so I had gone through great lengths to find the doctor. And so 
but I figured I was in good hands because he trusted you with his practice. So I'm like, okay, that's better than any doctor going to be there because he told me you were the one taking care of everybody. So I'm like, whoever this guy is, I'm, I'm in. And so I was so grateful because you were awesome. Right on. Yeah. I, I encourage everybody to go to Paul's podcast. Um, I can't remember, can't remember exactly the date, but I'll link it in the show notes, um, to hear the whole story. I, I feel like telling birth stories is really an important thing that's been lost in our, in our society and our culture. And when you hear the story of a person's journey through pregnancy and then through childbirth and then into the postpartum period, there's so much healing, especially for you to tell the story. Um, but also for people to just hear about the trials and tribulations of, of that sacred experience. And I appreciate you so much for having shared that when we, when we did that interview. So I'll link that in the show notes and people can kind of dive deeper it was my great pleasure to meet you guys. And I actually didn't know the Czech family. And I walked in and, and I was like, who, you know, who are these people? Like, they're really cool. They're kind of like me. And you, you really gave me permission to, to kind of um, explore that space with you. And I was like, okay, they're kind of, they kind of like this language. Like, let's go a little further, a little further. And then sure enough, now I, I took your trainings and you were my teacher for, for holistic lifestyle coaching too, through the Czech Institute. And um, I am just so grateful to know you guys because you guys really have given me wings to do so many new things in my life. And um, I consider you guys very near and dear in my heart. So um, you're a very special, special guest to have here for this. <laughs> ah, thank you. Well, we have you near and dear in our hearts too. So we yeah. love you. My mom loves you too. She's just like, I just love that doctor. So it's great to have you in our family now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Likewise, likewise. And I know that my family feels the same way. Um, Angie, before we get to the big question of the day, do you want to guide us in a big, giant, deep breath? Sure. Let's so do it. everybody, I'm whatever you're doing, just stop for a moment to just, if you're driving a car, obviously don't close your eyes doing this, but just allow yourself to just relax as we're going to take a nice, deep inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. <sighs> Allowing your shoulders to relax and letting everything sink into your chair if you're sitting down. You know, give yourself a little neck roll. That always helps too to unwind. So here we are in this beautiful mm -hmm. space that you created. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, well, the floor is yours, Angie Check. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? All right. Well, there are so many things I want to tell you about women, but to put it in three, you know, I was just trying to think of things that people don't really talk about, you know, or, you know, I think it's obvious, but not so obvious. So the first one is take time for yourself. And especially as a mother, that's like not even on the radar, you know, it's like, we're taking care of kids, we're taking care of husbands, we're taking care of, you know, going places, soccer, karate, school, you know, we're juggling a work, a job, part-time, full-time, making meals. You know, there's so many things going on in our life that we forget about ourselves. And that's like the main thing. It's like, as hard as it is, it's the most important thing. And so in the Czech philosophy, we talk about the I, we, all. And that's I before we, before all. Mm -hmm. And it's just like when you're on an airplane, if the oxygen masks were to drop, you put one on yourself first and then your child. And if you were to put on your child first, you may not have enough oxygen to take care of yourself and then you're of no use to your child. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to stop and realize that what you're doing for yourself is the most important thing you can teach your children because they're watching. It's not so much as what I do, we might say, but what I do. 
And so, you know, you might say, do this, do that. But the child learns by watching what mommy does and what daddy does. And so if mommy's not taking time for herself, that's just kind of going in unconsciously into their plan going, oh, when I have children, I have to take care of the kids too and not take care of myself. And so it's a really important thing to stop and say, I need to take time to go to the gym, you know, 30 minutes a day, you know, or 30 minutes, three times a week is really all you need, not every day even, you know, and just, you know, because as mothers were, we are exercising every day, you know, so I do corrective work in the gym. So sometimes it's not even three times a week, sometimes it's twice a week, you know, and sometimes it's once a week, but I continue doing it and I never give up. And so taking time to do those things to nourish our soul, to make it feel better. So reading a book, watching your favorite show at night, um, you know, being with friends, you know, having a, a girl's night, having a date night with your partner, you know, making time to do those things, like I said, to nourish your soul. And that's so, so important because we forget. We're just like almost like robots going from task to task to task and going to sleep, getting up again, doing it over again. And it's like, you know, the days go by so quickly and you realize what happened to me? And then you look mm. in the mirror and you're like, who is this person? I don't even know this person because I haven't been connecting to this person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a powerful image, looking at yourself in the mirror and, and having to reacquaint yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a lot of my friends go, oh my gosh, I don't even look in the mirror anymore. And then when I say do it, they're like, oh, I'm looking older. I got baggy eyes. I've got a little mm. pooch belly, you know, my butt's sagging, you know, whatever. And it's like, but that's okay. It's recognizing that who you are and saying, what can I do to help this body out a little bit? Maybe I need mm. to take a yoga class or stretch or lay out in the sun and get a little color on me. Or what is it that my body needs? And so beautiful, n- not ignoring the mirror. Yeah. yeah. As a final little piggyback on that, if you're a man listening, that message is also for you. But if you're the woman in your life, if you have a woman in your life, whether it's your daughter, your sister, your mother, your partner, appreciate that they also need that time to not just do the things of running around and all that other stuff. And, and I know that in your family, it's, it's a constantly moving, changing, dynamic process um, that that's even more important for you to be able to stop and remember, like, I'm, I'm also uh, worthy of some self, self-care. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's a great first point. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So just to sum that up, it's like even just, you know, taking a bath at night, you know, even Mm. if it turns out to be 10 minutes because the babies cry or something, it's like that's so important just to sit there and close your eyes and just to let your body relax and breathe or go to to the sauna or something or just something. Go for a walk by yourself or just sit in a chair in the sun. You know, those are such important moments or by the fireplace now that's going to get colder soon. You know, and just allowing yourself mm. to be, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. I love that. I love that. And actually that kind of ties, kind of streamlines right into the second point, which is if you slow down and you're actually paying attention to your needs, you start to actually uh, experience your body and the subtleties of what your body needs. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So my second point was to not ignore your bodily needs. Don't ignore your bodily signs. So you know, sometimes you say, oh, I got indigestion. I'll take some Tums or, or I'll take some digestive enzymes or um, I got a headache. I'll take an aspirin, you know, mm. and, and you're constantly just popping a pill. So you I have this issue. I'll just take this to mask it or I'll drink some wine or forget about it. And, you know, you do something to numb the pain and your body is always communicating with you. So paying attention to that, uh, you know, when you're starting to become aware of your body, it's the, my analogy is like you kind of start putting duct tape on your mouth when you're like saying, 
I'm not paying attention. So it's like duct taping your mouth and your body's like, hur, 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 I want to tell you something. And after a while, it's like, forget it. I can't talk to you. <laughs> and then when you start to listen, it's almost like you're removing a layer of tape one by one. And all of a sudden it's like, thank you. I've been trying to tell you that you can't eat chocolate or whatever, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, Ugh, but you didn't want to hear that. But of course, when you listen, you feel so much better when you do. And so um, paying attention to all these aches and pains. Um, my favorite author on this subject is Louise Hay. And she, you can heal your life if you haven't mm -hmm. read her book. And in her book, she talks about all these um, symptoms from the body. You know, goes from small things to major things, uh, from heart disease to a, a cut on your finger, which finger, you know, and and to look at your body as a whole and say, what, where is the injury taking place? And so what is a possible cause? And so a lot of times, the, it's like I imagine that we have, the way I think about this is our, we have this auric field around our body. And when we start thinking negative thoughts, it starts creating a hole in our auric field. And that allows negative things to get into our body, which can create and be susceptible to injury. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're always around things that could hurt us, but we don't always get hurt. So when we do, we have to pay attention say, why was my finger cut today? Well, what does that mean? Oh, I can look in the book and say, what does my index finger mean when I cut it? And then it's like a probable cause. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so like if you had a lung condition, she's like inability to take in life. And you realize, wow, maybe I'm getting like, especially with today's day and age, the pandemic, it's hard to take in all the things you're hearing. So this inability to take in life, you start having a wheeze and you start coughing, you have congestion. So instead of just saying, oh, I got a cold, I'll just take some asthma medicine or something, you say, why is this happening? Well, maybe it's a deeper connection. My thoughts are creating my illnesses, my dis-ease. Something mm. is happening. So paying attention to those bodily signals and, and getting that book. And I have the app, and I don't think she makes the app anymore, which I'm so sad. I don't think sad. she does. Yeah. And it's, I bought it way back when, so I'm, I'm, I can continue to have it. I just transferred over to my new phone. But it has everything in there. So if it says, oh, my knee hurts or my butt hurts or my foot hurts or whatever, you look it up and it says probable thought. And so this is probably what you're thinking. It doesn't say it's what you're thinking. You know, it's very open. And then it says, here's a new affirmation for you to change that thought process mm. that's in your head. So when you believe something negative about yourself or others, it can create this disease in your body, which causes illness. And so that's the biggest step is to stop and say, wait a minute, it's more than just my knee hurting. It's more than just my tummy hurting. It's deeper than that. And so looking at the mental, emotional components to it and seeing what it is that you can change or just, you know, sometimes we don't know what to do, but awareness is that first step. So saying, yeah. I'm aware I have this negative thought and I'm going to, every time I say it, I'm going to change it with that new affirmation that Louise gives us. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this awesome conversation. I wanted to tell you quickly about my collaborator program. This program is for midwives, doulas, docs, birth educators, coaches, whoever. I am inviting anybody who works with women to enroll into this program for a monthly fee. And the way that it works is, let's say on Monday, you've got a patient who has some fertility issues despite working with them through an in-depth functional nutrition program. They're still unable to get pregnant. You want some insight from an OBGYN. You want me to review labs, imaging, etc. It's a great opportunity. Then on Tuesday, you've got a patient who, uh, let's say you're a midwife and you're caring for a, a birthing person who just got some ultrasound re reports and you want to know, hey, is this still a person that, that you know, should be considered a good candidate for home birth, for example? Um, I'll give you recommendations. I'll give you insight. I'll even tell you what I would do. 
right? And then Wednesday, you might have a completely different question. So this is a way to keep your patients out of the conventional model if desired and keep them on track for home birth if that's what they desire. Um, or it may just help you better support them if they have to go in for a C-section or whatever else. So there's going to be two levels. There's going to be the silver level, which will allow you that access if you want to go for the gold level. The gold level will include a weekly live Q&A video conference peer review session with all gold level members, including me. Um, and you're going to find some of the nation's best midwives there. And the opportunity here is that we're all engaged in a, an hour-long conversation. It will be recorded. If you miss it, you can check it out later through the website. And we're going to be able to post questions and as a group discuss and, and sort of, I don't know, collaborate together as to how to best manage and answer those questions. Um, and of course, I'll be there to provide the allopathic OBGYN insight as well. So, um, so that's my collaborator program. When you lock in a, a rate, a monthly fee, that fee will never change for you. Although I will say that the price of this program is probably going to go up as I've had increasing numbers of people reaching out and super interested. So check it out. All the details will be at BelovedHolistics.com. And you can send me questions through the website as well if you need any further clarification. And I think that just about does it. Let's get back to the conversation. Yeah, that. Uh, so my mother-in-law is. She's given me books like that since I was eighteen, <laughs> and so I initially started reading that, and it was before I went to medical school. But I, I kind of put them on the back burner because then I was in medical school, and you end up in that space that you and I have talked about all the time, where it's like, if you have pain here, it's this organ, and this organ needs to be fixed with blah 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 blah. And um, I since then, and obviously since I've met you guys, and I've really started to explore the healing space. I've realized just how much truth was in Louise Hay's work, and I've I got them I've got all of her books right on my bookshelf. And my wife and I, it's almost like it's a party trick. Somebody's <laughs> like, "Oh, I, you know, my throat's been hurting," and we're like, "Well, let's go look," and we get the book out and we we scan through, and inevitably, like like ubiquitously, it's something that actually the person relates to. Yeah, and it's not just coincidence. It's it, it's like, is there something? more profound about your scratchy voice or your your sore throat or your you know the thorn in your foot or whatever yes. <laughs> and uh, it, it almost always rings true so I highly encourage people to pick up a copy of her book and I'll actually link that in the show notes I think that's a really good resource for people great yeah. what's your what's your third point Angie and the third point is to not be so hard on yourself and I think that when people are trying to make changes in their life they get very rigid and very strict. And then it's like all or nothing. And then he's mm. like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then you have, a, like I said, a week you're like supposed to go three times a week, but it doesn't happen. So you're like, oh, screw it. I'm not supposed to go to the gym or I can't make this work. So you just, you know, let, let it go instead of like saying, how can I reinvent the gym? How, what, it, what does it mean to go to the gym? So it's like when I first had my, my first um, baby, uh, Mana, and, you know, I used to go to the gym three times a week, no problem. And then a baby comes along and it's like, I can't make the time to the gym. Yeah. I was very frustrated. So there was a time when I was like, I just can't work out. And then I really like, no, no, no. That's like throwing in the towel. It's like, no, let's reinvent exercise. So I was like, let me work out with him. So I'd strap him on my body and I have a cable machine in my garage and I would do the cable <laughs> exercises and he'd be swinging back and forth and I'm at the baby <laughs> carrier and he loved it. And I was able to get a workout. I'm like, see? And, and then it was like when he got bored of that because he was too big to be in the carrier, I'd put him in the jog stroller and then we'd go jog the hills and I'd go as fast as I could. And that made him super excited. And it was like, wee, wee, 
mom. So it was like the faster I went, the happier he was. So it was a challenge for me to keep the baby happy. And then, yeah. you know, we, and so that was like exercise. So it was like reinventing exercise. So instead of getting, being down on myself and saying, I can't do this. It's like, well, how can I do this? So mm. I always call it the rainbow bridge. It's like make baby steps towards a goal. You know, it's like, when I was in college, I got in this habit of drinking soda because why? I wasn't allowed soda as a kid. I was like, it was banned. So when I was on my own, I'm like, I'm drinking soda. And lo and behold, I started gaining weight. And so my roommates were like, and you're drinking all that sugar. I'm like, oh yeah. They're like, just switch to diet soda. I'm like, well, of course. So, you know, I was drinking diet soda and then I had a bunch of health challenges due to that. And so um, don't want to really go into all the history of diet soda, but there's so many chemicals in yeah. it. Yeah. L-phenylalanine, actually, if you drink one, it curbs your appetite. But if you drink two, it makes you hungrier. So I was overeating due to this diet soda. And that was just one of the things that happened. So I had to like reinvent that and say, what, what am I looking for? I'm looking for something fun to drink besides water. So I was like, okay, well, how about a carbonated beverage without all this chemical or caffeine and stuff in it? So I went to carbonated mineral waters, you know, and so that was my rainbow bridge. And then it was like, okay, I really don't need all this carbonation. So I'll just drink flavored waters. And I was like, okay, well, some of those flavored waters have chemicals. So let's get off of that. Let's just put my own flavoring. So I'd squeeze a lemon or an orange or strawberries or something in my water. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now I can drink water. And yeah. so it was this rainbow bridge. So it's like not being so hard on myself saying, I can't drink water and not drinking water, but saying, how can I baby step into this healthy practice? Sure. And yeah. So, so that's, that, yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. So, so that's how it, so it's doable. So instead of saying it's all or nothing. I can't do three days a week Well, of exercise. Well, I, maybe I can do one day a week or maybe I can start walking, you know, and, mm. and doing that, you know, daily five minutes a day. And that's going to make me feel better. And ultimately, I might be able to do longer walks or maybe jog, you know, and, and so you can change it up and, you know, you know, make progression in some direction. And so that's the, my biggest thing I see as I'm as a coach is people get so hard on themselves. And oftentimes mm. their their language to themselves is so painful. And I always say, if you were to say that to a friend, what you say to yourself, mm. your friend would probably not want to hang out with you. They'd be mm -hmm. like, you, and in fact, if you heard yourself saying that out loud to someone, you'd be like, that is horrible. You know, it's like, I would never say that to a friend yet. We're saying it to ourselves. So we have this internal dialogue that is so rude and condescending. I'm like, this is your body. You are the one person you should love the most. And yet we're this, the person we pick on the hardest. And so you know, yeah. starting to pat yourself on the back and saying, you know, it's going to be okay. Just like you would comfort a, a sick child. And so it's like, you know what, tomorrow's a better day. Don't worry. You know, let's, let's get going, pick yourself up again, yeah. you know, and, and just kind of give yourself encouragement instead of constantly saying, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. How could you do that? You know, all those things that we tend to say. Yeah. You know, whenever, whenever people, um, listen to our podcast together, uh, when me, you and Paul recorded a couple months ago, you know, people have you and you, Paul and Penny, and your whole household. You guys have so many. There's so many healthy things. Like when I go there, I always feel better leaving. Right, like from the water to the way you prepare prepare meals to whatever. And I think people have the impression that 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 you know, we all the the healthy people in the world live at the top of the hill somehow and just isolate themselves off, and they don't have any cravings and they don't have any vices and they never touch cake or they whatever i even i remember at um at paul's birthday a couple weeks ago or what was that about a month ago i remember you guys had this big beautiful cake and i remember 
Kyle Kingsbury and I, who's a, a mutual friend, we were sitting there eating cake and I couldn't remember the last time I had cake, but it was like, <laughs> we're going to sit here and eat this cake and we're going to have a second piece and we're going to have a third piece because we're <laughs> celebrating our buddy Paul. And I remember Kyle the next day was like, any of that cake left, you know? <laughs> and, and it's, it's like, we're allowed to indulge. Like you can't be so hard on yourself to think that even right. me and Angie check and Paul check, like, yes, we still indulge and we don't hate ourselves afterwards for it. That's an important, an important part of living a healthy lifestyle because right. you know what? That cake was really, really good. And I'm not eating a whole cake by myself every single day. Right. Um, because then and, and that, the, that self-negative self-talk starts again, you know, for different reasons. It's just, we have to be easier on ourselves. We really right. do. Right. And, you know, the cake we had was, we had two. We had a, a gluten-free um, vegan cake and the other mm. one was gluten-free with carrots in it. It was a carrot cake. So mm -hmm. it was like vegetables in it. So it's like it was fairly healthy, both of them organic. So it's like yeah. the best quality ingredients, but still allowing yourself to have cake. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it was amazing. And so... I tell my clients all the time, if you're, if you're craving cake or pie or ice cream, whatever dessert, don't just devour it. Sit down and chew every single morsel and savor it and swish it around your mouth and mm. feel the textures and the different flavors in your mouth. And that's going to send a signal message to your brain that says, I'm eating cake or whatever it is that you're eating. And you're going to just really feel like, wow, I'm digesting it better because I put all my saliva around it. You know, instead of swallowing it whole, when we swallow things whole, it's very hard to digest anything when we swallow it whole because we need to put our enzymes in there to help the initial breakdown. And then it goes into the stomach and further digests. So imagine when you're eating things so fast because you're thinking you're not supposed to, you swallow it, you had a glimpse of taste in your mouth, but then it doesn't send that say tidy message to your brain. So you're like, I want more cake. Mm. And then next thing you know, you're like, wanting cake every day. Why? Because you never actually sat down and fully enjoyed that moment. So yes, you may want another slice the next day, but it's not the same as when you woof something and your body didn't really register. You ate it. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm missing. I'm still craving that experience. But if you allow yourself to fully be part of that experience and enjoy it and find, I tell my clients, if you eat bite by bite slowly and, and purposefully and really make it till it's a liquid in your mouth, whatever substance it is, you'll probably find that you don't even need to eat the whole slice of cake. You might be like, okay, I'm good after three bites. And it's like, yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you're like just going through the motions of finishing it. But if you eat it so fast that that never registers, you're like, I need more, you know? So yeah, it gives absolutely. you an opportunity to see what your body thinks about that cake. And sometimes your body says, hey, you know, this isn't so bad. You know, I can have a second slice, no problem. And other times your body says, no, there's something in here that really isn't great for you. Uh, maybe we should stop. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll stop now. So having that dialogue with your body, it's amazing. You know, you'll, you'll realize, oh, perhaps I shouldn't eat that cake. I'll try the other cake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Maybe that one will be better for my body and you sure. might be surprised. So slowing down, enjoying anything you put in your mouth, make sure to really just, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. Brace it, you know, chew it till it's completely mush and then swallow it and you'll be like wow that was way took way longer to eat it first of all you know it may take five to six minutes or ten minutes to eat a slice of cake versus 20 seconds you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally, we woof totally. it down so totally yeah i mean so. that's that's so important there's a big difference between yeah there's there's a big difference between indulging like really savoring the experience of eating like an ice cream cone or cake or whatever and this sort of, uh, uh, it's almost like a reflexive reaching for the thing and putting in your mouth without even thinking about it. Like that's an important part of my practice as well. 
Um, and it's a constant practice, you know, it's, I'm constantly on that rainbow bridge, you know, baby steps towards where I want to be. And we have to be very gentle with ourselves. That's something I'm working on too. Yeah. And I, like, that's a good point is to recognize that I don't think we ever get over and say, oh, I'm a perfect eater. I'll never have a, a bad mistake again, or I will never eat fast. There are times when we're, you know, if our so above, so below is a saying, you know, so if our mind is going fast, then our teeth are going to go fast, you know? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so if you're not giving yourself a chance to take that deep breath, like we did before this podcast, before you eat, your mind is still going fast from your day. And so chances are you will eat fast. That's right. So being mindful to slow down, because there are times when I'm doing a million things in the day and I'm eating super fast because I'm keeping up with the speed of my brain. And I'm realizing that is a, something we always have to be aware of. So mm -hmm. we, to master, it takes your whole lifetime because there's always going to be days where they're be going faster than we should. And those are the days we'll tend to overindulge or eat too quickly. Yeah. Angie, thank you so much. That's uh, so much wisdom in, in all three of your points. How would people connect with you? How can people find you? What are you working on? Um, okay, so... You can email me directly at angiesworld at me.com. And so that's A-N-G-I-E-S-W-R-R-L-D. So all one word, no apostrophe, angiesworld at me.com, M-E. Um, you can go to my website. It's angiesworld.com. It hasn't been updated for a while, but you can still get a feel for what I've been doing in, in the past. And uh, those are probably the easiest ways to connect to me. Right now, I'm doing a lot of coaching. Uh, I do a lot of online coaching now, so I coach people all over the world so you don't have to live in my area. I do different time zones as well. Um, but I'm also in the process of writing a book. I've been in the process for a very long time. Um, the reason why, I have written one book already called Body by Angie, um, but my second book is on shamanism and my experiences of, you know, kind of things that are not as we would say maybe not normal you know things that have happened that you think is this coincidental or is this something really bizarre that's happening to me all those supernatural experiences that I experienced in my life are in this book that I'm writing now and I've meant to put it out years ago before Mana was born but in my naivety I thought that I'd have so much time when the baby was born that I'd finish <laughs> it then and yeah. so now after my second child I'm looking at my book and I'm starting to finish the book up so I'm hoping to get that out there by the end of this year, maybe next year. Oh, and wow. it's an, it's an inspirational book about tapping into our extra senses. You know, so we talked about a little bit about connecting to our feelings and our thoughts. It goes deeper into connecting into our abilities to see things that are not necessarily here in this plane of, of dimension. And so talking to beings or seeing dead uh, relatives or you yeah. know, things like that. So yeah. um, it's a deeper um, book that I'm hoping will inspire others to take that time to connect at that level. I think we all have gifts, every single one of us. We just aren't using them. A lot of us go, oh, that was something I did when I was a kid. I don't do that anymore. And so it's like maybe you have this ability to hear things or see things that aren't really there or, you know, mm. so feel things. And so the book is about bringing out those senses so that you can use those tools in our daily life. You can use them to help others, help yourself um, and just see the world differently and, and make connections. You know, everything happens for a reason. That's my motto. And so everything that's happened, good or bad, it's all for a reason. And when we look at that, we can see the beauty of the tapestry of our life. 
I can't wait to read that. I, I think that you and I talked about that a long time ago, and I'm glad that it's finally coming to fruition. So you'll have to send me a copy whenever it's ready. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Angie, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be your friend, and you are such a guiding light for so many people. I can tell you that for sure. Um, and uh, I will be talking to you soon. We talk almost every day by text. So <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So um, I'll be in touch with you. Thanks for having me on your show again. It's always great to connect to you. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I'm so glad you're here and in alignment with our mission here at the Holistic OBGYN. We are a 501c3. We work by donations. So if you'd like to make a donation, go to belovedholistics.com. You'll also be able to find out more information about um, today's guest and anything else that was mentioned on the show. You can also find out more information about the collaborator program that I mentioned earlier. And again, whether you're a midwife, a doula, a birth educator, a lactation specialist, an, o- an OBGYN, a- an MD from another specialty, if you need help and support from an allopathic and also holistic-minded OBGYN who's got training in a whole other bunch of stuff we never learned in medical school, please come and find me on the website for a very reasonable monthly fee. You'll be able to interact with me Anytime you need some support in the field. And if you want to join the gold level, you'll also have some help with prescriptions. You'll have some help from other people in the space, other midwives, other holistic lifestyle practitioners um, through our weekly live video recorded peer review sessions. I'll of course be there and I'll be able to give my insight, but more importantly, we're going to be holding space for the midwifery model of care and all of the beautiful attributes and contributions that the many great midwives in our country have made to this field and, and should continue to make and, and lead in this space. That does it for today. We will see you next time here on the Holistic OBGYN. Take care.